Welcome to Survivor Thrive, Holistic Healing for Pets. I'm your host, Chris Canone, and your co-host, Dr. Anya Corden of Animal Health Oasis in Naples, Florida. Always good to have you, Dr. Corden. Thank you. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about sleep and our pets. Uh, what is so, why is pet, uh, sorry, I guess I didn't have enough sleep last night for me. <laughs> why is sleep so important to our pets? I, I thought we just, you see dogs laying around most of the day and sleeping and whatever. And I was, okay, they sleep most of the day and most of the night. But so why should we be concerned or even be talking about sleep for our pets? Mm. So it's one of the pillars of the six pillars of health that I cover is the sleeping one. And uh, when you think a dog is sleeping throughout the day, they're not fully sleeping. They're still guarding because, I mean, the doorbell rings and they're there. So it's not a deep sleep that they're in during the day. They may be in a dozing state more so, you could say it. It's, it's really not deep at that point. So it's, I mean, of course, they always will hear more because, of course, their sense of hearing is like much, much stronger than ours. Their first sense, do you actually know what's their first sense? Just because we're talking senses. Smell. Yes, yeah. smell. Yeah, it's There's... a smelly world for them. So that's the. That's <laughs> actually important to know because what what is it for us people and for the birds? Sight. Yeah, yeah, it's the seeing. So for us, that's why when a dog loses their eyesight, we freak out. For the dog, it's not as bad. For us, it's the worst to lose our eyesight. But for yeah. the dog, it would be more of a punishment to lose their sense of smell. I'm not saying they enjoy not seeing, so that would be wrong. I mean, yeah. they, they do want to see too, but for them, they compensate very well because their first sense is the sense of smell. And that's usually even there when I have a dog that is very senior and they don't see much anymore and they may not hear as much, but their sense of smell still works for a lot of them. Just, just like, again, different perceptions here. But anyway, so yeah, a dog has a very keen hearing and usually a good combination is a small dog and a big dog because a small dog even hears better. I'm not quite sure why, but they're like better needing less sleep maybe small dogs need less sleep well i don't know the science behind it i would have to look into it uh, more and it's just that they are more alert and they're usually the first ones hearing something and so if you have a combination of a small and the large dog the large one looks scary and the small one is the one that 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 barks first and (laughs) makes the owner alert (laughs) that something is going on i mean they they will not be able to defend the house as much but (laughs) i always thought that the smaller dogs were better than the bigger dogs because boy those small dogs seem to be able to get right at you three times before the big dog lumbers over and you know yeah but it's more scary and it's more scary. Well, the big dogs are, yeah, yeah. scary oh, yeah. looking. That uh-huh. doesn't mean that they're more dangerous. The little ones can be harmful. Oh, as yeah, I said, they're, they're just charging. When you handle the them, yeah, they're, yeah. Hand, they're, they're charging right in there. Boy. They don't care if you're big or small or whatever. <laughs> they're just right in there barking and biting yeah. and rawr. Oh, I got okay. that Chihuahua mini pincher mix, so she is quite a hoot. Uh-huh. Yeah, she, I don't know. I mean, she would probably defend. Fortunately, we'd never had to do this. But anyway, we're away from sleep. Let's go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Um, they're dozing that they need sleep. They need a lot of sleep. uh, But, you know, 
has to do a lot with the food too. So a dog okay. that has bad food needs more sleep because it's more exhaustion than real recovering and good sleep. Oh, okay. Even during the day. So if they've got a good diet, a good raw diet, mm. and not garbage and uh, bad treats, bad toys, toxic toys, mm-hmm. whatever else they're going to get. How, how many hours, then how many hours a day, night do dogs require or does it depend, depend on their size? Well, depends on their size a little bit, but more so again on how well they are. It's the same with the person. I mean, in reality, we think people have to sleep for eight hours or six hours. And, you know, in reality, we need to rest, but we don't need to sleep. So the healthier we eat, the less sleep we, we need. A lot of people, I mean, that I am researching, like, that are raw foodists and uh, somebody like Sadhguru, who says, like, he's all his life slept, like, two, three hours. Right now, he's more lazy. He sleeps more like four hours. And he's totally recovered. So it depends, again, on how healthy we are, how, how spiritually connected we are mm-hmm. um, for... You know, but for the dogs, similar. I mean, the more they are in balance, the less sleep they need. The better your environment, the less sleep you need. So that's, you know, where we can go into how the setting of a bedroom should be and where they, I mean, bedroom could be the living room if your dog sleeps there. That's their bedroom, you know? Okay, <laughs> so yeah. Depends on where they sleep, but... Okay, what, what, are, what are the optimal sleep conditions for your pet? dog cat well the first one is actually they should feel protected so they can actually relax i mean if you think about the street dog that is out in the street they would usually for sleeping and recovery go somewhere under cover they they look for a nice cover so they can really relax and are in the dark corner you know and so uh, i mean a pack like wolf pack they will be somewhere away while they're sleeping you know so they are not out in the middle of the happenings trying to relax because they wouldn't. So same thing, you imitate nature always. I mean, it's just pretty much the same as people want to. You want to feel safe in your home or wherever you sleep and then you sleep good. So you can, um, like I have a guest dog here right now that is pretty sick. And I did give her some um, big crate, even so she's a tiny dog, 6.2 pound dog. Um, And uh, so she has this big crate that she can actually go in as a safe house. And I've seen her go in there and sleep there for, uh, for hours during the day, of course, right now. Um, and then she goes out and about, and then she kind of goes like, I want to have it dark and more safe again. And so she goes back by herself. So they do like that. They like a, a crated area, or of course, if they feel very safe with the owner, they will relax with them. And especially when we talk at night, sleeping at night, and that's, you know, during the day, I see a lot of dogs that are super hyper nervous, can't even calm down anymore. And it has a lot to do with our environment that we can go into also. But staying with the bedroom, I mean, in reality, um, in my area, pretty much every dog owner that I have, and maybe it's the clientele that I see, but they sleep with their dog or their dog sleeps with them. So in bed. Are there any problems with that? 
Depends on several things. I mean, we have some dogs that are in bed and I'm being told that they get up the whole night and the and the owner is like annoyed because the dog gets up and jumps down and goes somewhere else. And then it um, may come back or not come back. And that really brings me to, so how is the bed built? Because the bed could have a metal frame and that could be an issue. And the bed can also have a mattress that has inner springs in it, so more metal in it. And uh, because what's happening with all this, so the box spring is already a problem, the frame is a problem, and the actual mattress can also have an inner springs in it. And in our now modern world, if, uh, if you want to hear this here for a second, what our more modern world sounds like, that wasn't like this some 30 years ago, but this is what our modern world sounds like. And our, this is just a snippet. Our body hears that the whole time. So what is that? This was a high frequency gauge, and it was just, of course, like picking up what we right in here have, like right around us. And we have wireless equipment here. And so that's the strongest here. If I go around the house, I'll pick up all different things. If we are outside, it gets even stronger because you have the Wi-Fi from all your neighbors, you have the cell phone tower, and you have all these things. So these noises, our ears don't hear them, but that doesn't mean our body doesn't feel it. And so it's the same for our dogs and our cats. It gets too much, it's way too much. It was never like that. And so the more we have these frequencies in the air, they attach to the, to the metal on the frame of the bed or anything in like your nightlight, the mattress, the inner spring, if there's one in there, that will all be charged up with it, like an antenna that gets the reception because that's the difference. And uh, I mean, that's even the danger with acupuncture needles. If they put acupuncture needles in the body, they act like super antennas. And if the environment sounds like it just does, like I just demonstrated, yeah, it's an issue. And so you don't get calm. And at night, you want to shut down to parasympathetic mode. So, I mean, whether you're an animal or a human, your, your system wants to shut down to, to go in a relaxation mode, in a recovery mode. And it can't do that if it is attacked like this all the time. And it is. We all are, unless we know how to remediate it and use some equipment that, that do that. And we can talk about that later. Sticking to the mattress is, is an issue. And even the quality of your mattress, I mean, what, what material is it? So... Um, you can have a futon, you could have a, so no inner springs in there. You could have a natural latex that have no, has no off gassing, you know, like some, some other ones have. So you want to be careful that, uh, that you have good material and you cannot spend enough money on your bed. You're spending eight hours in it. Um, the majority of people around, you know, plus minus eight hours, maybe six, if it's it's, it's very little. Some people spend even 10 hours every night. <laughs> yeah. So, and sometimes that's needed. Yeah. What about the memory foam mattress? Well, the memory foam, uh, again, like uh, if it's off-gassing and it has fire retardants in there, it's usually better you look for a more natural one. But, you know, talking about frames, I actually had one client ask me once because she was in search for a bed and she was looking into getting a metal frame where she can lift it up and down 
you know, like the head area and the and the, and the foot area. Oh, and uh, so that has an engine in there. And uh, so I went with her in the store where she wanted to buy the bed. Well, the salesperson in there didn't really like me much. And I wasn't really wanting to be there, but she definitely wanted me to check this out. So I went with her and had him plug the engine in. So it would be in the position where it would be usually. Besides that, it was a metal frame. Now we had that engine there, and it was actually charged up. It was right in the heart area. Yeah. So, jeez. Oh, as far as I know, she didn't buy that bed. Um, I mean, her husband, who was actually the one who wanted it, wasn't there. That's always the issue. I would have loved for him to be there too, so he could have seen it. But as far as I know, they couldn't buy it. So that was that's just always the thing. You have all kinds of electricities or plugins and sleep number beds and whatever else. It's just, if you have these beds, then you can uh, sometimes um, turn this off with a remote control that goes in your outlet. And you can do that in that way when we measure these areas around the bedroom. I go in lots of bedrooms in my in my um, other profession, which is like a geobiological um, consultant where we actually neutralize um, the electromagnetic frequencies that can be harmful or are harmful. It's just a matter of time until they do something and make you um, contribute to you being chronically sick because you can never relax. Um, so, uh, you know, to not go into this too much right now, because we, like I said, uh, maybe talk about this at the, towards the end, positioning of the bed is actually important too. What do you mean positioning of the bed? Like well, north, south, east, west? Yeah, where your uh, head is. So, and I mean, usually a dog will anyway twist and turn in the bed and, until their head is where it feels good to them. But I can tell you the worst position is where your head points north. So Why? don't do that. Why? Well, it's right with the position of the north pole and goes along with uh, pulling you, your energy fields there, which is the death position is what they say in the Feng Shui. So you don't want to do that. You just don't want to be with that. You know, you with your head facing north. Yeah, and, and you, you can read Feng Shui books, and that's actually, that's what I did before I even had this education. When I uh, got the bedroom that I'm still in, I got a Feng Shui book, and I looked, and it said everything in the bedroom should be wood. So I got a wooden frame, and I didn't even know yet why, because I got that education later, and I got a natural mattress, because it was a futon mattress. And then I then I looked and they talked about the different head positions they did. They did, they just said in my book that it was a boring position pointing north and nothing in your life will happen. But they called it the death position. It's, it just said it's boring. Nothing will happen and you will just have a boring life. So then I looked for the more exciting directions, and I've been trying the different exciting ones. <laughs> And, okay. You know, so I actually to the day sleep with my head um, east, um, west works. South, they actually said wasn't good either. So it's really better to do either, either east or west um, or maybe at an angle. But um, anyway, that's interesting. And you could always watch your dog, which, which position the head is, because they can tell you a lot. In the old days, they actually looked um, at a dog in a household where it would go in a room, empty room, let the dog go in there. And where the dog laid down, that's where they positioned the bed, because that was a good place. Huh. Now, if the cat goes to a place and they say, don't take that place. It's not good for us humans and not good for our dogs. 
So well, you said cats are, have a different spin on their cells, and they're, they're right. just a whole, pardon the pun, a whole different animal. Yeah, they are. They are in many ways. So it's like that's why they have the seven lives, or whatever we say. Yeah, yeah nine <laughs> lives, and that's why nine lives familiars okay. to the witches and the, the wolves. Well, that's the same. The other the other animal that is with witches is the crow, right? Mm-hmm. And that one actually likes bed areas too. I mean, bed, not bed. So positioning of the head, important, important for our animals too. Now they will hmm. twist and turn as needed. Another thing is that it's super interesting. So there is a, a very little known webpage called Inclined Bed Therapy. So inclined, inclined, sleep in an incline. Oh, okay. Um, and that means actually, so you really can look it up, inclinedbedtherapy.com. And this Andrew Fletcher is an engineer, and he very specifically talks about why sleeping on an incline is a good thing. And the incline is actually head up, not head down. Okay. So it's super interesting. And he actually talks about the animals, and I've been watching my dog. Um, she does it. So... If it's cold, she has her head up. And if it's too warm, she has her head down. So she twists and turns in the in the bed again, how she needs it, wants it, how it feels good to her. And nobody told her that. It's the instinct. So you can always learn a lot from observing our animals. And they he talks about it with the alligators, how if it's too hot for them, then they have head down. And I mean, all the animals, they sleep on an incline one way or the other because they're on a branch or, you know, depends on which one and they just will. And we did that too, when we were more in contact with nature, but the up is actually very interesting. He brings it up with a whole, that would be a whole lecture by itself, but you can mm-hmm. basically look at his webpage. I mean, he did the work. It's, it's amazing work. What was his name again? Andrew Fletcher, but the okay. webpage is inclinedbedtherapy.com. Um, I heard about it, uh, Huh, some six years ago, and I've been sleeping inclined ever since, and I love it. Hmm. No, it's not everybody's. How how inclined the like like the, would the dog get? I'd be they talk about the exact the angle, and I actually okay. have to admit I forgot it now because I looked at it seven years ago or six seven years ago. Um, it's um, at first you really like keep sliding down. And uh, then you feel as if it's like level at some point. And then when I had the first time after I did it, when I had to go and sleep in a hotel room, I hated it because you get so used to it. And it's very healthy for a healthy body. It's healthy because you actually train your body at night doing stuff. And it's good for the food to help the heart work better. But it has to be an incline. So you don't just put like a pillow higher up or the upper body up. It has to be the whole bed has to be an incline, like a a, a straight plank. Yeah. So would you do the same for your dog? Well, since my dog is in my bed, my dog does it with me. (laughs) So so it's just, I mean, you don't have to do these things. This is just interesting because I've seen that my dog loves it. Because, yeah, why not? The head is higher. And then if she doesn't like it, she can go sideways. Or if she doesn't like it, she goes with the head down. So she can twist and turn. And Because nothing is like level. If you're in nature out there sleeping, it's not level. I mean, there's no, not, not there's a level no. ground. If you would be camping or something, you'll have a hard time finding level. But we always think we need it leveled. It's kind of interesting, we humans, again. We just are thinking always we're smarter than nature. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, and the sheets are important. I mean, and you know, I mean, we can the go sheets with all of On this. your bed or the dog's? Well, same whatever thing. The, whatever covering I mean, the dog's First of all, what I always promote, uh, since I'm not into toxic, um, you know, um, uh, flea and tick prevention, so just in case there would be a flea that slips in to my bed with my dog, I have a mite proof mattress cover. Oh, okay. You know, so I have a, a cover around my mattress. So it's even good for not having dust mites and stuff go in there. Same with the dog beds. So all my dog beds in my house, um, I mean, there's several, they all have a mite proof cover, just a dust mite cover that you can find. And put that around the mattress so nothing goes in there and because that's the nice breathing area potentially. Right? Yeah. The inside of a mattress. Oh yeah. And so that's it's what warm. I do. And then of course I put um a nice, I mean, I have wool. I really like wool. And uh if I think something got in there, whether it's a blanket or I cover on top of my mic proof thing, and if it's just that. That layer, I can actually put that in a freezer. So it's actually another trick. You put stuff in the freezer where you think there's mites in there or fleas or something, eggs, ah. because yeah, they get. I mean, you put it 48 hours deep freeze, yep. nothing will survive that. And that's a very elegant way when you cannot wash everything all the time for fleas and ticks. And then I put natural sheets. I mean, I for sure look that I have organic sheets. You know, there more and more we have organic cotton, we have organic bamboo. Um, options nowadays uh, you want natural at least have normal cotton even not organic I know it's GMO but I've not seen problems with this but what I have seen problems with is all these dog beddings all the synthetic uh, artificial lamb looking like stuff and it's not real lamb I have actually some real lamb skins like in my house and my animals love them absolutely love them my dog rests at that one uh, in the office all the time. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's 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 natural. That's a real the real thing, versus like the synthetic stuff. I've tested that on my machine, never works. So it can even cause contact allergies and stuff. Hmm. Okay, you know, all these artificial things, artificial clothing, uh, like like when they dress up their animals and have bows on them and what. And that can go right in that area and do stuff. Like, so I'm very much, I mean, the metal is not good. Metal, like as a hair clip, yeah. you know, and those Yorkies oh, yeah. and stuff. And I mean, that's right on the head. And that's a super antenna, just like it is in the bed with, with all these EMFs going on nowadays. Yeah. So that's, that's again, no metal. And so like we talked about, no metal in the bedroom. Uh, and so the sheets, yeah, might, might covers and, um, same if you have a dog crate, you know, some dogs are crated at night and they may be in the bedroom. Um, I actually have some very committed dog owners and they actually got the wooden crates. I mean, if you have a happy, calm dog, it will not destroy the crate, you know. I mean, uh, but, yeah. but that's why they usually make them out of metal. But um, they have, and, and again, they, they act, I mean, for the dog, it's a nice cave-like feeling in there. You know, if I mean, make sure it's big enough and they are comfortable in there. And they, if they go voluntarily in there, then you should never use a crate to just, you know, um, punish them or something and block them away the whole time. I mean, I'm I'm not saying crates are even needed. I don't use them 
but I use them like when a, when an animal needs to feel more safe or when it's in the animal's best interest to feel safe. You know, like I have this guest animal and I don't want her to roam and fall, like even from one room or the other, the smallest step, you know, at night. So I, I do keep her in the crate and uh, she may or may not be in my bedroom. I had her in my bedroom and then I gave her the big crate and that had no space in my bedroom. <laughs> so, so now she's been in the living room, um, but uh, she's fine. I mean, she actually, this morning I opened the door and then she walked out and she was actually coming over to the bedroom. And I said, okay, you'll have some time in the bed with us. <laughs> so they have the life, right? Oh, I mean, it's a small dog, so it's all good. And they're clean. I mean, the thing is, should animals sleep with us I really had second thoughts about even telling everybody not to um, last fall um, I had for the first time ever several dog owners come and they had horrible problems with mites on the dogs and they were all so upset and I was thinking well in reality it's somewhat normal for dogs to have a certain amount of mites uh, on their skin. Well, it's actually even normal for people, believe it or not. I've watched a movie, very interesting, Life on Us. It's uh, on Amazon is where I saw it, Life on Us, a, a what is it? As a subtitle is something safari, Life on Us. And I mean, if you are a, um, okay with seeing what's really living all on us, I mean, they talk about the bacteria, but they also talk about the mites that are natural for us to be on us. So we also huh. are actually carrying normal populations of mites. So it's always a question, when does that happen? When do dogs get too many mites? When do people get too many mites? Um, it's when things are out of balance, when the pH again is different than it should be, when we have maybe more stuff coming out our pores that is great nutrition for mites so they can actually multiply and eat away on that. So in reality, they do a service to us. And so we have to really think about it. So when you have all these glands producing all kinds of nutrition, of course, you have more of a population. Yeah, it's actually always the same, whether it's in the big world or in the smaller world. It's always this balancing act. But anyway, I was like, because, you know, when people have these issues, then they start, of course, saying like, oh, I want more toxic stuff. And I'm like, really, you want all these toxins in your bed with you now with your dog and you know like a, a toxic flea tick mite prevention didn't think of it that way yeah you know because then you have that in your bed too so again do you really want to have that maybe possibly against you on your skin and I mean you get treated too and I mean they can tell all they want if the stuff lasts for at least a month or longer it's coming out continuously otherwise it wouldn't affect the fleas or ticks you know, that bite these animals. Yeah. You know? So, um, and of course we absorb it too if we're in possible skin contact with these animals. We talked about this at another one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we can share our stuff <laughs> that comes out of us onto them too if we're sleeping oh, yeah. with them, like Same you said, thing. Last, Same thing. last time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so might not you know. be. Mm -hmm. So, what else in the bedroom? Um, it should be dark. Right? Yes. And actually, if you pay attention to my house, we have pretty much every room has uh, uh, night lights, like, like darker lights for the evening. And I only turn them on at night um, because that's actually when you 
when you dim the light that looks like sun setting light and they have these particular bulbs, when you start putting that into your bulbs, that way you actually follow at least like your your uh, production of the pineal gland where the, where the melatonin is starting to go the right way. So you actually, when you're ready for sleep, you actually will have the production and you will fall asleep. So hmm. if we have light on all evening long and then we go from daylight to going to bed and we wonder why we cannot sleep. It may not just be the coffee that you drink. It could be or the green tea or whatever else you did. <laughs> to keep your you know, chocolates or something before bed time, it's just not helping to sleep. <laughs> it may be that even like this light is messing you up, like, like the blue light, you know, from your computers. Um, I mean, there is, there is a software and a setting in the, and the, the phones where you can actually dim it so that the blue uh, stuff get, gets out. So that's actually important too for the darkness. I mean, I really have... Um, shutters that go down every night so i have it pitch black in my in my bedroom there is no lights not even a light from uh from anything i mean not not the alarm clock not anything you want it dark and and that's the best relaxing sleep for you and your animal i mean you know if it would be under the, the, the stars that's that's dark enough you know if you have no light outside that's that would be fine and then you would rise rise up with the sun of course that that's fine it's just when you're in in a, in a village or stuff you have always my neighbors have their light on all night and uh, so that's why i i put the shutters down otherwise i wouldn't um yeah so that's the darkness you know um so quiet i mean have you tried sleeping in a place where it's like zoom, 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 you know, oh, all night? Yeah, forget like, it. Yeah. yeah, forget it. Well, some people do that every night in their life. And, and of course, the animals are with them and, and are like in cities, possibly. You know, it's like crazy. So I always have fortunately like have very few nights spent in such areas. But that's like so quiet peacefulness. I mean, you wonder why why you're not rested or you wonder why your animal is crazy when they are exposed to that all the time. I mean, besides the EMF, that's noisy enough for our body cells. They have, you know, like I said, just because our ear doesn't hear that, but then you have maybe additional noises. Um, I mean, if it would be nature noises, that's a whole different sound. You know, if you have some birds and some, some, some frogs or something, that's yeah. calming. You know, that one is a different thing. If I hear those, I'd, I'd love it when I hear the, the bullfrogs, you know, here in Florida. Yeah. It makes such an, and we have that pond, so, so I hear them sometimes. So they're in concert out there. <laughs> it's just, I love these, these sounds of nature. Yeah. So, I mean, you could artificially do this if you need to. Some people have these machines, and I, I don't need that to fall asleep. But um, that's all. That's okay. You know, you could do something like this, like uh, nature noises to help you sleep. Yeah. I would just put the the device that, that you use uh, far enough away from your bed. We, we've measured like cables that go across, you know, they're in the head area. Maybe you have a headboard that's made out of metal. Again, absolutely not good. You don't want to do that. Um, yeah, smells in the bedroom or wherever you want to sleep. Or plugins, you know, we oh, talk about those. Yeah. That could disturb your sleep. Well, how about lavender? I know we talked Lisa. Lavender would really be fine. And, I mean, we have these wonderful pillows that we make. You know, my dog actually like uses the lavender pillows. Like she just gnaws on this fresh organic pillow, uh, like like filled like uh, yeah, it's a pillow that with cotton that has has lavender in it, 
and she like like grooms it like she does with with her toys at times and then when when you smell her nose it's like all lavender smell <laughs> and she and it comes very calming so and you can put them in the bedroom too you can put them in every every cabinet but it should be organic don't don't just buy any kind of perfume that has lavender smell you don't know that was artificially made in a chem lab or something yeah Take well, the real stuff. Well, what about a good essential oil? A good well, well, essential oil. Well, they come from real uh, lavender. That's fine. Yeah. Just don't overdo it because you could get too intense. Because uh, you know, essential oils are very concentrated, and most people may like overuse them on their body or overuse them like because too too much, too mm -hmm. much. That's a hormesis effect. It could always be too much. Very, very interesting concept. Like just because maybe. A small espresso is good to me. It doesn't mean that eight cups of coffee are good for me. And, you know, same same with essential oils, smells. Yeah. I mean, all our senses are, like, sensitive. <laughs> so it's senses. senses are sensitive, right? Yeah. Well, so, it's like a drop of lavender oil on your pillow, I've heard. Is, yeah, is really I've said that for, drop for carriers, when you of, even like when you, know. you fly with the animals, I say like put a little bit of lavender in there as a smell coming on the pillows. But you could really put na natural lavender in there. These, 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 these you know, like little pillows. Yeah, that we could pillow that, that, type they're things. Yeah, they're great. I love this. And actually, my dog taught me that. She's taught me so much. If you really want your animals, they teach you so. She actually grabbed one out of my mom's um, closet in the bedroom. Like she had one in there. My dog grabbed it, took it out and started gnawing on it and sat in front of me. Kind of like, you know, like, what did you get here? And I'm like, oh, interesting. So that's when I said, said like, we need to offer them for the animals. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So yes, calming. Yeah, so um, the other thing, I mean, in the bedroom, any kind of energy, I mean, how is the energy to start with? You don't really want to fight and scream and what in the bedroom. You want to keep it nice and calm. Um, you want to have no TV going all night. Some people use that. I could never understand how people could go to sleep with the TV on all night. Well, they need it. They, they, they taste, but it's actually very disturbing for their their, their good yeah, sleep. I need to have the TV on and go to sleep. Are white you kidding noise me? And what you know, it used to be white noise when when it was shut up in my childhood. Like what TV stopped at like yeah, but midnight. <laughs> you go, you get the, the test pattern. Yeah, you get the test pattern at midnight. Okay, that's that's put it down. It's white Shows noise. Shows how old we are. Oh huh? uh, yeah, that gave it away. That gave it away. Had all kinds of positions. <laughs> so, if you really think about so, it, 
So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, how many hours you said, like, and of course like, you can, you know, sleep. Um, it's, you know, the thing is like, if your dog is with you in the bedroom, you could be disturbing your dog's sleep or your dog could be disturbing you. I mean, it depends on who is the restless sleeper, right? Oh, if you sleep with your dog, if the dog yeah. sleeps in the bed with you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. it can be very disturbing to have your dog in bed and you kick him all night long, not even knowing, or maybe you do know, or by, by mistake, you throw him out. And then... Or he bites you. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all kinds of scenarios are possible. Oh, you snore? You know? Yeah. Or the you dog snore. snores. Snore, snores, yeah. The dog snores. I've, I've heard some dogs that are really... Log, yeah, then, log sawers, boy, they, they just really... <laughs> yeah, but that's, yeah. you know, just like with people, you can usually, you don't have this, if they're on good food and healthy cats, like it's or very little, you know, and, uh, you know, that elevation helps, that inclined sleeping helps the snoring. I mean, yeah. I, as far as I know, I haven't snored, and my dog hasn't snored. <laughs> she, she never told you? She's never complained. She never no, complained, okay. I've never had anybody complain, so... Um, then you can, of course, take some stuff to enhance your sleep, some healthy stuff. Yeah. Such as? Such as ornithin. You know, you can take those okay. and you can give it to your dog too. You could do that in the evening meal if you want, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. But about sure. how much? Usually, usually come in little yeah, capsules. Well, it depends size on the your size dog. of your dog. And, you know, I mean, if your dog is knocked out for too long, then... <laughs> You probably it's like the same with tryptophan. Uh, it's really the, the it's like what's in turkey. You can do that too to make him sleepy. Huh. I have a story there. So, <laughs> you know, I tried that once. Like I was talking with my mother, and I was like preparing the <clears throat> the cat's food, and I didn't take a spoon to dose the tryptophan. And shoop, a lot got in. Like <laughs> I'm thinking it was like a teaspoon and a half. And it should have been like an eighth of a teaspoon for oh, quarter of a teaspoon. And I saw it and I noticed and I was like, yeah, should I scoop it out? I'm like, yeah, let's just see what happens because I know it's just an amino acid. So nothing really dangerous. So I gave it this was what was just to to my one cat at the time. I only had the one this is Siamese mix. I mean, he's a handsome boy, right? Anyway, so <laughs> so I gave him that. He ate it, no problem. And then he went in the bedroom. So at the time he was still in my bedroom, I actually, that when I got the second cat, I said too much now. So the cats are banned from the bedroom. <laughs> but anyway, he went in the bedroom and slept there all day long. <laughs> he did get up and he kind of was sleepwalking outside and went peeing and pooping and did his necessary things. And um, so basically that went on for two days. So he did the necessary stuff he ate. He went pooping and peeing, but he was so tired. He kept going in the bedroom and sleeping for two days. And I'm like, oh, okay. If that's the worst case scenario, that's a good um, thing to use when you're flying with your animal. So I have no problem with, with something like this also to be used for traveling rather than a drug. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, much better idea. Yeah. And then magnesium is another one that helps to calm the mind, calm okay. everything. So you can do magnesium in um, the drinking bowl. That's what I do, magnesium bicarbonate. So I make a special mix. And um, I'm going to have a video there soon. Um, it's very quickly to make. Um, it's, so it's going to be on my webpage, Animal Health Oasis, in the um, tutorials. Okay. There's already a lot of stuff there, but there's going to be that also. And um, 
So you, it's under videos and then tutorials. And um, so the magnesium as, as magnesium bicarbonate, but also the transdermal version works like a charm for the dogs too. I just spray it on the belly or belly or on the inside. If your dog licks the belly, because you really don't want to have them uh, lick it, um, then you just put it on the inside of the outer ear flap. So not inside oh. the ear, but on the, you know, the ear flap yeah. inside. That way, I mean, there's skin, there's no fur, so you can really reach the skin and they can't lick there. I mean, unless it's two dogs and the one would lick, lick the other one's ear, they, they don't reach it. It's not worst case scenario from what I can see. And, and usually it doesn't taste so good. So I haven't had that issue with anybody. I've been recommending it. Uh, and it really works well to relax them. We were like, we are all magnesium deficient. So I really recommend that stuff. Um, you know, sleeping. Otherwise, uh, the pulse electromagnetic frequency machines, they are good. I mean, it's actually one that uh, I promote and you can go on uh, Animal Health Oasis and recommendations under technology and you can see a PEMF machine that is actually promoted as a sleeping machine. It really? gets you really in the frequencies, you know, like... Uh, the sleep frequencies of, for, for our... Right. Yeah, right. the particular wave. Yeah. Do, do dogs, when they go to sleep, have those the same type sleep stages that we do, do they get into those specific frequencies? Very much so. I mean, it's like uh, you've probably seen the dog with a half open eyes and they have this rapid eye movement, the REM sleep. Mm -hmm. And then also they go hunting and do all kinds of things, right? That look, looks like it because <laughs> the, feet are, the feet are going and they're... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a happy, yeah. balanced dog if they get in the REM sleep. You know, that's good. That's that's a good sleep phase. And then if they go deeper, they get quiet again because we have these, you know, it's basically when you and I right now, we're in beta stage. And dogs, they are, if they're really good, energized and protected, they are more in the higher, higher like alpha stage um, rather than beta stage if they even get there. And in fact, humans, it's actually very interesting that humans like they like when up to a certain age, you are just in the deepest state, which is the delta phase, and you don't even get up as a baby. And then you get in the next stage, which is the theta stage. And that's and, and that's like until you're seven, I think it was about seven, and they're not all like agreeing on the same stuff. And then and then we go to the alpha stage. And the alpha is the one that is like the super learning stage. And so that's, um, I actually have to really look it up to see. I haven't researched it with the dogs. I mean, we know, and, and the alpha stage is also where REM stage happens, dreaming happens, you know, oh. the alpha and the theta. That's really where those. And then, of course, the beta stage is the awake state for most people. And if they're in the high beta stage, that's the anxiety and nervous and not calm, not collected. And you can get yourself to via meditation and good environment down in a, in a more relaxed phase. Even if it's stressful around you, that doesn't have to bring you out of your balance. That's why meditation helps so much. And, and you know, I know, I know people, I mean, they're yoga teachers and you're into all this stuff. And, you know, the dogs are, that their personal dogs are right there with them. They enjoy that so much yeah, that the yoga uh, place when they do the yoga and, 
they're relaxed and totally bathed in that energy. So it's, you know, the dog anyway reflects how the, how the owners are, you know, always. They're a reflection of you. I mean, not, not maybe if you have like a dog that is very new and it takes a while for them to take on like that you're in sync. And it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Depends on how you are. You're the leader. You're the leader. You're supposed to be the leader. <laughs> you're the alpha. Supposed to be. Doesn't matter that it, like it, like that's the insecure dog when it's the other way around. That's that's the poor dog that is a, a fear biter or a nervous dog because he doesn't have a strong leader. He cannot rely on them. Like I went for a walk yesterday and here's a big dog charging at us, like off the leash, coming running. Oops. And my dog knows that I will save her. She's small enough. She's like her 11 pounds, you know, weight. And uh, I grab her and she's up there safe on my arm. And she, like, we saw both dog coming and she's looking at me and I'm like, yeah, hop up. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, fortunately in this case, the owner actually did, did manage to get the dog to stop before he even came to us. But yeah. (laughs) Thank goodness. So, but she was like, she, she's always, you know, when that happens, not the first time. I mean, sometimes they've arrived at our, and then it's, it's, yeah, sad when people don't have their animals under control. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm not that afraid of it. I mean, it comes with the profession. <laughs> I was going to so, say, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I didn't see you being very afraid of animals for the most part. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, one thing I didn't mention in the bedroom. Also, what wall are you facing with your head? It's actually very, very crucial. I mean, in the sense of what's behind the wall on the other side. Oh, and we're talking energy-wise. Is there uh, like a running water pipe? Is there a, a electrical lines? Uh, is that what you're... Right. Water lines, right. yeah, could be. It's unlikely. It's more... Uh, and that's not flowing right water. The bathroom. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it could be. But that's, that's not my concern. I mean, that's geopathic water lines. It's usually running water. And that's the friction and the ionic... Um, uh, action that actually makes it damaging for us if we long-term sleep over on a waterline, you know, the geopathic stuff. Uh, nowadays, all like not important anymore compared to all our man-made electricity. And that's what I'm talking about here too. On the other side of the wall, it could be the whole uh, air conditioner unit and it could be uh-huh. the whole pool unit. And you know what the what the, the the craziest thing I've seen in my years? I mean, for wow, for for fourteen years now, I do um, neutralization for electromagnetic frequencies in bedrooms, which mm-hmm. works so well um, uh, with it with the technology we're using. But so I went. Uh, this was on Sanibel, our lovely island of Sanibel here. I mean, super. You you know Sanibel. Yeah, right? beautiful. Yeah, beautiful place. And so there was the the clients of mine. They had a dog, and so they were interested in getting the um, electromagnetic frequency protection of GeoSafes. Um, and so I went in their bedroom, and he actually had been suffering from Parkinson's-like symptoms for longest. And he was into all kinds of machines and had the chi machine and this machine and that machine. And they were um, – so I, I measured his bedroom like I do with the gauges that I have to see the electromagnetic field. And there was, was a huge, strong field right on his side of the bed. And I, there was a tiny little window, and I stuck my head out, looked what's out there 
was the electric panel right there, right where his head is every night. The, uh, the hole for the whole house, the electric, yeah, like the whole box, the whole electricity the box. Breaker, yeah, the breaker, the breaker box, box right there, yes. Yeah, the whole breaker box for the whole house was right where his head was on the other side. And nobody ever looked. I didn't know what I was measuring. Like, I was like, what is that field? No wonder you have all these issues. Because he's been sleeping in this every night for eight hours or however long he's in bed. And so he got totally, like, everything got messed up. Like, his whole, whole nervous system got, got, got messed up. But uh, so that's where he had these issues. So needless to say, I mean, in this, in this case, I did say, yeah, I, I really would. And he's like, yeah, no problem. He called the electrician the next day and had the whole panel moved to the garage where it should have been installed to begin with. Well, yeah. yeah. But you have to watch out for those things. They're not like everything is logical. And it could be your neighbor. If you're in an apartment, it could be your neighbor and the refrigerator's yeah. on the other side. There's stuff like that too. And we can measure that and that way we know there's something there and then we can either change it or put the bed somewhere else. I mean, it, it can be neutralized to a point, but I, I mean, like I said, this, this, this whole uh, breaker box, I mean, come on. <laughs> so that was moved. I still had neutralized the bedroom and they uh, got much better. I was going to say, how did, how did he do after oh, that? Much better. He, you know, did course, all the symptoms better. go away or was he... Well, he had them had them managed before, and now he now we removed the cause. So it's always going back, like to you know, there was an effect and a cause, and he was managing it with all kinds of equipment. So um, you can, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, if anybody wants to read more about EMFs, we we shouldn't be going into this today. That's not the topic necessarily, but it is essential that you neutralize the frequencies. You shouldn't do it with mosquito nets, but, but you know, and other paints and what else, like total blocking is not healthy. If you take, have a water, most, I don't think there's that many water mattresses around anymore. That wasn't good because that was blocking good frequencies. Oh, a waterbed was, mm -hmm. was, was a bad thing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For your sleep quality? Yes, absolutely. Not, not good. Because it blocked the water, yeah. blocked any good earth frequencies yes, that, exactly. would, that would come up. So you want specifically targeted uh, frequency, um, you know, that, that frequencies that reach you and help you. Um, and you also want to, of course, the bad ones not disturbing you anymore. You can do this with crystals. But uh, when people tell me we have crystals and I'm like, yeah, hopefully you have enough crystals because it takes a very specific mix for each um, specific room because there's different things that affect it. And the crystal can break frequencies. It breaks the light frequency. You hold a, a crystal in the light and it breaks the frequencies of the sunlight. And you see the rainbow colors because it's split it up. Um, and that's what a crystal can do. And a different crystal can break different frequencies. You know, with the light, we always see it, but, but with the frequencies that are invisible because everything, we are living in a sea of frequencies. And, and we hear them when we turn them on, when we turn this gauge on. And so if you pick the right crystals, then you're actually going to really um, have a relaxing sleep because it doesn't disturb your body anymore. And it's only measurable in your body, that effect. You will still, just because you put a crystal in the window and it made the rainbow colors, it doesn't turn the, 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 the room dark. You didn't turn off the sunlight. You just deviated those rays, right? Oh, okay. 
Mm-hmm. And it's the same principle. You're deviating those damaging frequencies where they don't, because it doesn't hurt your eye when you look at the rainbow colors on the wall, but it hurts your eye if you look directly at the sun. And so it's the same principle that it's not affecting your body anymore when you break these frequencies, these, these like Wi-Fi frequencies or cell phone frequencies, all these here, to hear them one more time here. Yeah. This is right now. This is without antenna. Yes. And this is with antenna. And that's what our 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 cells and our pet cells are, are, are bombarded with time. every every single second of every single well, day. We want to have this on every all the time, yeah, twenty four seven. That's what we're getting bombarded with. So that mm-hmm. could really affect. Well, it does sleep. affect. Yeah, it does affect, and it's like people say, "Oh, I sleep good." Well, how recovering is your sleep really? And I, the thing is, you can measure these methods that I talked about, you know, you could block everything, then you don't measure anything, but then you block also the good stuff or mm-hmm. magnetic beds. I didn't even talk about this, you know, or the magnetic oh. mattresses and stuff. Uh, not good. Don't do it. Oh, because we have actually iron in our, in our blood. And uh, so if that's on a magnetic field that can affect that. So anyway, if you want to know more about the EMF stuff, I, I don't think we should talk more about it now. Um, you can go on emfprotectionservices.com. So I have that webpage where I talk more about it. And anybody who has more questions is welcome to ask. Um, you guys can also, if you have questions, uh, go on uh, animalhealthoasis.com. Um, go in um, the contact and you can contact us and you can ask some questions for future topics you would like to hear in the podcast. We would be happy to cover them. So it's one good way of contacting us and we will look at those and we could even read the questions and just do question answer sessions. So that's a future project that we can cover if we want, if you want. Yeah, well, that sounds good. Yeah, send, send in all those questions and we will, well, Dr. Cordon would be happy to, to answer those, she's oh, she is the she's, <laughs> she's she's got the DVM after her name. So, but anyways, thank you again. It's it's been always a pleasure to 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 listen to you and, and learn all these right. things. A lot to be said about sleep, more than one thing. So yes, so <laughs> go home, take some take some ornithine, and have a good night's sleep. <laughs> if it's nighttime right now. If it's now. nighttime. Don't, don't do that during the, if you're going to drive. Otherwise, take, during the day, take arginine. Yes, that's much or better. Arginine, yes. as people say. Yes. So it actually gives you a lot of oxygen both ways. So, yeah. alrighty. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you again next week. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye-bye.